You're listening to Comedy Central. I get I get shit all day on the street in Brooklyn, partially because I'm ethnically ambiguous and people are always trying to figure out where I'm coming from, you know? Like, I was sitting in the park the other day trying to meditate. Yeah, meditator, as I call it, liberal prayer. And this guy saw me and he goes, go back to Guatemala. <laughs> he said Guatemala, that is so specific, man. That's like a racist Hail Mary to throw, you know? He's like, if that lands, that dude's going back to Guatemala tonight. It's over for that dude. I'm gonna win my pool. <laughs> I'm not from the beautiful land of Guatemala. I'm half Indian, in case you're trying to guess. Yeah, a little half Indian boy. Hell yeah, weird thing to woo at. Um, I am, <laughs> I am half Indian. Sometimes when I tell people that, they'll say this fun thing where they're like, oh, half Indian, huh? Feather or dot? <laughs> Yeah, you ever heard that before? Some of you have said it. I can feel it. I know where we are. Um, feather dot. What a fun, flirty way to marginalize two cultures, you know, with two words. What racist efficiency, right? Like, I want to be racist, but quick. I got shit to do today. I ain't got all goddamn day to be putting your little ass down, all right? Pop quiz, hot shot, feather or dot. Keep it moving. Like, oh, okay. I'm on your time, I guess. Feather dot. I'm gonna start doing that to white people. Yeah. Next time I meet a white person, I'm gonna be like, oh, white, huh? Potato or Nazi? See how they like it. Yeah. See if they enjoy it. Yeah. 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 I am a dot, by the way. I know it's bothering some of you. That's fine. Hello and welcome to the Stand Up with Krista Stefano podcast, a podcast all about stand up. I am not Krista Stefano. By now, you might have noticed um, slightly different voice, almost identical voices, slightly different. So don't blame you if you did not notice. But I am Nicole Boyce, Chris's producer, his friend, um, his adopted daughter soon. Um, if the paperwork all goes through. Um, and what I have for you today is a very special episode of Stand Up with Chris Stefano, all about the half hours airing this month and next month on Comedy Central. The half hours, if you did not know, a pillar of the stand up community um, has like launched careers, I don't know, uh, for people such as uh, Jim Gaffigan, ever heard of it? John Mulaney, Chris Stefano himself, Chelsea Handler, anyone who's anyone um, has been, has had a half hour on Comedy Central. And their newest season of Half Hours is coming out this month. We have a new batch of comedians. So what we're going to do here on Stand Up with Chris Stefano is talk to those comedians that had their half hours. I'll be interviewing a select batch of half hour comedians all about their experience, the highs, the lows, the trials, the tribulations. Um, basically just get into like what the whole process was like for them. And those comedians will also be selecting some clips. They'll be curating little uh, selection of their favorite stand up comedians, their favorite half hours, um, and what influenced them and their own comedy. So it's very exciting. That will be the next few episodes here on Stand Up with Chris Stefano. And today's episode, you just heard his stand up earlier. It's Tom Takar. So if you liked what you heard at the beginning, stay tuned 
after these stand-up clips. Also, um, uh, last time I mentioned my Instagram on this podcast, I got like a hundred followers. So I'm just gonna say again, really quick, <laughs> um, uh, while I have the microphone and no one is in this room, that my Instagram is Nicole W Boyce B O Y C E, and also that's the same thing on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> took me 30 seconds to mention my Instagram. <laughs> um, so I'm about to play some stand-up. I'm not gonna waste your time. Let's get into it. The stand-up we're about to play was selected by Tom Takar. We have half-hour clips. From Nick Swartzen and Jim Gaffigan. Also, once again, my Instagram is Nicole. Just kidding. Um, uh, now let's play some Nick Swartzen and Jim Gaffigan. Um, I'm not. I'm not like really worried about dying though. Like I'm not. I'm not afraid to die. I'm not trying to be tough. Like I'm not afraid to die. But like I'm actually like looking forward to my funeral, which sounds kind of weird because like I just like to have fun, you know. And I'm gonna have fun with my funeral because I think you should. Like it's your last party on earth, you know. It's like. I think you should like spice it up. You know, like I've got a couple things I'm gonna do. First thing I'm gonna do for my funeral is I'm gonna have like a, a chunk of money and send it off to some random celebrity and have him show up at my funeral. Like save up like five grand just for this, you know, and be like, here's five grand and mail it off to some celebrity like, like John Stamos from Full House. <laughs> just totally random, Uncle Jesse. Remember Uncle Jesse on Full House? He's like, hey, like the cool guy. Like just mail, he'll just get like, here's, Here's five grand, all you have to do, keep the money, just fly to my funeral, show up, cry, and leave. That's it, that's all you have to do. Just show up, cry, that's it. You don't have to talk to anybody or anything. I just think it'd be great to see all my friends and family at the funeral like, oh my God, I can't believe he's dead, man. He's dead, it's just not right, man. It's just not right. <laughs> hey, is that John Stamos? <laughs> What? What is he doing here? Did Nick know John Stamos? Oh my God, he's really crying. Were they brothers? What? Was Nick's last name Stamos? And then the other thing I'm gonna do at my funeral is I'm gonna have a closed casket, like in the church, and it's gonna be closed so people will think that my body will be in there, <laughs> but it won't be. <laughs> my body will come down on wires. It'll just come down, just hang down. And then it'll hit the lights out and hit it with the strobe light and then techno music. So fucking lights out. Just... just swinging out over my family. Just seeing my mom like, what the hell is that? What kind of stuff was Nick involved in? Oh my God. So, I don't do any drugs. <laughs> I don't. There's, there's no reason to laugh at that. I don't know why. You're... But I used to smoke pot, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna try to defend this shirt. I've smoked pot before. <laughs> I've smoked pot before. And I used to smoke pot all the time, and then I quit. I don't know if anybody's ever done that, but that's like amazing. Like, I totally smoked for a while, then I totally stopped. And my friends were all like, they couldn't believe it. They're like, what? You, you quit? You're done? <laughs> what do you, really? That sucks. What are you doing that sucks? I'm like, yeah, it really sucks remembering where I put stuff now. The whole first week, I thought I was psychic. Like, I thought I had new powers all of a sudden, you know? It was like amazing. I'd be like, where are my keys? Oh, they're in my pocket. 
How did I know that? Oh my gosh! You ever look for the remote control, you can't find it, so you just decide, ah, looks like I'm not watching TV. <laughs> not gonna take two steps and turn it on myself. I'll go to the gym if I'm gonna work out. Forget that. You ever have the TV on and you can't find the remote? Gotta watch that one channel? Feel like you're in prison. I, I gotta watch this. Feel like I'm reading this work. I watch a lot of TV, I drink a lot of coffee too. But you know what's really addictive? Heroin. I don't grab you by the horn. What horn? My favorite channel is the Lifetime channel because Lifetime is television for women. <laughs> Lifetime, television for women. Yet for some reason, there's always a woman getting beaten on that network. <laughs> In a Lifetime original, Meredith Baxter Burney gets beaten with a rod. <laughs> In a Lifetime original, rod. I was watching Animal Planet. Do you know that the male seahorse has the baby? And I was thinking, why don't they just call that the female seahorse? You know, it's just some stubborn scientist, you know? Yeah, that one there is male seahorse. Oh, uh, Bill, that one's having a baby. Male has the baby. You're fired. My favorite animal is the manatee, the sea cow. Have you ever seen that animal? The manatee is endangered, and I think it's because it's out of shape. It looks like a retired football player. You ever seen it on the Discovery Channel? It's always floating around like, I'm bloated. <laughs> Too much pizza. And the manatee's also called the sea cow. I mean, that kind of sounds like an insult. It's almost as if the manatee was introduced to the ocean, the other animals were like, who's the new guy? And the manatee was like, oh, hi, everyone. You can call me the manatee. You're yeah, right, sea cow. Ah, name's manatee, fellas. Sea cow, fat ass. <laughs> Doesn't the manatee kind of look like a guest on the Ricky Lake show? Manatee be like, uh, Ricky, I'm here because I'm endangered. And then one of those mean people in the audience would offer up the advice. Yeah, I want to say something to the sea pig. <laughs> That's sea cow. Whatever. Sea pig, you got to get yourself an education and a job. I live in the ocean. It just so happened you live in the ocean because you ain't got no job. I don't know what you're... You gotta get in Weight Watchers, some kind of program. I have a layer of blubber to keep my body warm in the water. Whatever, talk to my hand. That was Nick Swartzen and Jim Gaffigan from their half hours. And joining me today, his half hour airs Friday, November 1st at 11 p.m. It's Tom Tacom as our comedy expert. Yas Queen is his slogan. So just <laughs> I tweet, came up with that. tweet that at him. You were actually the first. That was actually really cool that that caught on for you. <laughs> um, you just did your half hour is premiering later yes. this month on Comedy Central. So exciting. How do you feel? Are you con- first of all, so congratulations. Excited. Thank you so much. Feel good. Um, felt so good. Um, I was on Molly for it. So oh, sick! I did that before every set. I do Molly. I was going to ask you about your pre-show routine. Yeah, some so people Molly? like to have a beer. 
I like to microdose Molly before okay. every set okay. so that I feel how the audience feels when they're watching me. Famously, people take Molly going <laughs> oh, into comedy. People are often touching each other during my sets. <laughs> <laughs> I assume it's in a Molly-esque fashion, but a lot of it's like nudging, like, hey, can we get the fuck out of here? <laughs> uh, no, I'm sure it's in Molly-esque fashion. Sure. Molly-esque fashion. <laughs> yes. Um, rave setting, like the joke we just heard from Nick Swartzen talking about his funeral. Yes. As well as Jim Gaffigan. All these clips you're hearing today are chosen by no other than Tom. These are your favorite clips. Right. I love these clips. Um, I grew up watching these clips. I was obsessed with these clips. And when I started comedy, I was very influenced by those two half hours, the Jim Gaffigan one and Uh the Nick Swartzen one, and Jim Gaffigan's Beyond the Pale also. I even did a little voice my first set. I did like a, a like you know how Gaffigan does his like yeah. you can't say that that's really I, good oh my god Jim Gaffigan I, just walked <laughs> into the room that's really you know this guy likes pie <laughs> that's Tom I'm not even just like gassing you up for this that's really good impression oh I appreciate that's really that. good <laughs> Um, um, I did a I did my own voice that was clearly a rip off of it. My first time doing stand up. I feel like that's how people start, where they do yeah. they do an impression of just a different comic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I obviously did Dane Cook. Was my I kind of did do Dane Cook really? a little bit too. Yeah, it's funny. I almost picked a Dane Cook clip just because. So I have a podcast where we defend people they get made fun of a yeah. lot. Well, what's the name? Okay, it's called Stand Plug. By Your Band. Okay, okay. love. I'm okay. a pro. I get the plugs in fast. Oh yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. I'm supposed to ask you first, but it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so people defend. They defend music that gets made fun of, but I've yeah. always wanted to do, to do a Dane Cook episode because okay. he gets so much guff. He does. And maybe rightfully so, but the first two albums and I are very, I think, still great. Yeah. Um, and there's a clip of his that I almost pitched, and I, I couldn't remember what if it was Comedy Central or not. I think it was. I think his first two albums are us. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I was going to do the clip where he talks about uh, seeing a couple fight in the grocery store and one of them leaves their – they leave their cart behind. And he's like, Uh what if somebody comes in and that's all the shit that they were going to get? And he's like, they come in and they're like, oh, sick, shopping's done, hell yeah. (laughs) they just leave. Uh, There's a lot of really funny stuff in there. There's the one about the – like hearing a car crash sound and like yep. hoping that you're gonna or you hear this this like skirt yep. and then you like want to hear the car crash sounds and yeah then, um, but his his style was infectious and like yeah. when I started everybody was doing Dane a lot of people were doing Dane Cook that's so funny um, so it was it's it's funny but it's also like yeah that is a real thing I feel like <laughs> people now like it's like John Early and Cape Berlant, or like for a while I see a lot like of that what everyone did like, I see in... a ton of that um, I still see I still feel like Dave Attell is yeah. influencing I mean, people yeah. Kyle Kinane has really influenced yeah. a lot of people um, for a while, I was seeing a little bit of Melania-esque stuff. It's really like anybody anybody who gets popular. popular you're going to see a big wave of that definitely a lot of Schumer um, uh, and that's I go back. That's like Sarah Silverman. Yeah, and she's yeah, and like you know, like Chelsea Handler is like yeah. s- s- before. I mean, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And now to think that people are going to do that about you. That's true. Because you're half an hour, half half half. My hour. half an hour. You're half an hour. My half an hour. I don't know why fame. they didn't go with that for the title. Half an hour. <laughs> half an hour. Thirty of minutes. <laughs> a night, an evening worth. Um, what was it like um, putting your set together? Half an hour. Half I. An hour. 
Um, How long have you well, been? Well, I was just piecing together other people's material, so it was <laughs> not that hard. Pretty I went easy. to an open mic. I watched for a half an hour. I said, that's my set. Yeah. And then I did it. It's a curational job. That's what people say about comedy. It's true. Just I'm like finding. I'm like an influencer. I'm a curator. It's okay. like I'm, I'm like the fat Jew. I'm like the skinny fat Jew. The skinny you know? fat Jew of mm-hmm. comedy. That's not a bad Instagram account. That's skinny true. Skinny fat Jew. Yeah, skinny fat that's Jew. Definitely fucking taken. Oh my god. Oh my god. Um, how was New Orleans? <laughs> it was amazing. I spent a week there, and did it was you, uh, fun. Do uh, any volunteer work for the Hurricanes? Uh, of course, okay, I cool. built levees. <laughs> uh, right before you, that went was on what stage. I was there for, actually. Oh, and, and then, the then I was like, "Oh yeah, maybe I'll do a set." A <laughs> drop in. Sometimes uh, they catch lightning in a bottle, and they—that's what, they that's what happened that night. Tom Segar, the first half hour to be a drop in set, <laughs> unplanned. I, that's so incredible. It was I'm really so magical, but no, it was. Truly a dream. It was like the best thing that's ever happened. Yeah. Uh, I loved I loved New Orleans. It was like yeah. I had friends and family fly in and come hang out. Oh um, God, I was so there for like cute. a f- full week. My mom came out. I had a great moment with my mom where um, I had to like run some jokes by her to be like, just so you know, I'm probably going to do these. I oh, hope yeah, because you talk about, about my family. family. And yeah, 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 and yeah. she was like, uh, she could not have given less of a shit. Uh, and <laughs> and uh, she's very supportive, but she she... At the end of the week, she goes, the The best part of the trip was there was this, uh, like, street performer who had a dog that uh-huh. would go get money from the audience and bring it back to him. Uh-huh. Like, you would hold a dollar out, the dog would go get the dollar, and then bring it back this to is the like, guy. This is on the street, right? This, this is a street, like a New Orleans, set. no, okay. this is okay. a New Orleans street <laughs> performer. And my mom goes, that was the best part of the trip. <laughs> And Seeing I was like, like, I just uh, lived a dream of mine and <laughs> fucking dog. Maybe I'll train a dog to collect money. Yeah, I guess money. that's where the money is. Oh, did you do, did you do sets while you were in? I did, which everybody told me that was stupid to do. Uh, I did sets before I taped. And by the way, I did not do well. Oh, shit. <laughs> I think I was like... like day before? Or like, like the day before. I was like loading sets up. And I don't know why. They were like... Not the hottest shows I could do, uh-huh. um, and I was like, "Oh, this is a good thing to do right yeah. before the biggest set of my life probably <laughs> is to uh, load up on some bar shows." Yeah, I get and those good guys. Yeah. Joe Quazala was like, "You are a psycho. Um, I'm gonna get away from comedy," but uh, it did make me a little bit like antsy. But I was like, "Yeah, it right. seems like it would get." Did people but, give you advice, like going into, like other advice oh, or anything? So much advice. Oh, like too I was, much, too much well, advice. I was given bad advice by a couple people. Like, I had a, I don't even want to say who this person was, but I had a guy in my green room telling me, I was like, I think I'm going to open with this. And he was like, oh, if you're going to do that, you should, you should talk about the Super Bowl. Cause it was like right when the Saints had uh-huh. just gotten ripped off out of making it to the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. He's like, you should say something about that. And I was like, to open my fucking special? <laughs> No, get out of here. How about them saints, eh? It was insane. It was so stupid. Uh, My uncle told me, (laughs) uh, it was like, um, I can't remember if this was right before or right after. It was my aunt's husband was like, we went to dinner all together Mm -hmm. and they had, instead of um, like chips or like mashed potatoes, whatever, whatever, dinner roll, instead of rolls at the table. Mashed potatoes. <laughs> I don't know why I thought instead of, oh, of it's the but, traditional. Yes, yeah, so you know how it, when you sit down at a restaurant, they present you with a bowl of Shovel mashed potatoes, mashed potatoes for the into table. Your mouth, yeah. That's, uh, you know, the appetizer. Um, <laughs> 
No, this place, instead of having bread at the right. table, they yeah. just brought out hot potatoes. Like, oh, so they did full have potatoes, potatoes. But not mashed potatoes. They were just, like, boiled potatoes. Like, mash it yourself. Yeah, or just, it was like a basically a baked potato, but not quite. It was very strange. Oh. And he goes, he was like, you should talk about that. <laughs> and I was like, I think he said, you should have talked about that. I think it was the next night, and he goes, you should have talked about that after. And I was like, dude, fuck you. Like, it went well. Like, I was very happy. It went really well. I, I just watched it. It was oh, people, everyone awesome. loved you. Thank you. You're a classic, your wolf shirt, too. I did wear the wolf shirt. I was very Is that happy. like a good look shirt? Do you have any good um, luck? Do you do any? Are you superstitious at all? Before I am, I have a couple rituals, uh, mostly satanic. <laughs> um, that has nothing to do with comedy. <laughs> no, <just> daily rituals. <laughs> I just sacrifice uh, whatever I can find. Um, <laughs> whoever's nearest me right you're like, before I go you're on like stage. Like a freegan, but with <laughs> satanic rituals. Oh. I don't freegans. I like just. I just went on a rant comes. about this. Really? These fucking freegans. What's wrong I get with that them? the I get that the idea is good, but if you're ever, I know a comic is. who's a freegan, and uh, her and my my buddy, who she's dating, is is Schumer a freegan? Oh, I don't know. I couldn't oh, imagine. My God, no. <laughs> Can you imagine being that rich and being like, no, I'm gonna go scavenge? <laughs> uh, what an insult to the freegan community. Uh, well, okay. To be that rich, oh. no, no, I, I. Wait, so what they? So they yeah. were going dumpster diving as like a <laughs> as like a group activity. There's like uh-huh. a bunch of them that do it, and I was uh-huh. like, I was fine. It's like whatever, I get it. Like Trader Joe's throws shit out, or like grocery stores sure. throw shit they out. Do, That's yeah. not bad. Yeah. But this dude apparently was eating berries out of a trash bag, and I was like. We don't need that. Ooh. We don't need that. Or like this freaking, I know, she'll just like drink coffee she sees on the street. What and the And like it's fuck? a point of pride. But she was like, yeah, it's like a group. And I was like, oh, what do you guys go out to a bar after and wait outside and they toss <laughs> beer out and you catch it in your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> just slurping it up. Oh, my God. Well, what if it has the wrong milk in it? How can you choose exactly. different? What if it's like 2%? It's disgusting. I can't even. Uh. Um, um, so we're playing all these clips that you really like. Yes. Um, these are communities that you looked up to, mm-hmm. um, and later we're playing Tony Woods. Yes. And you're saying that you performed. So you were telling me a story off mic. Off mic. I broke I, the I golden hate, rule. Hate to bring it up. I know. I, I talked off mic. Said save it for the party. I, as a kid, I loved stand up. I would, I was obsessed with Comedy Central Half Hour specifically. I was a, I was a huge nerd about it. I had a mm. TV in my room as a kid. And I would okay, back then. Okay. I don't need okay, to bring. Okay. Okay. Uh, but I had a I had a little TV in there, and when I was like twelve, we got cable, and c- that was when Comedy Central was playing stand up all the time. Uh-huh. They play they reran the half hours so much, uh-huh. like in place of now where there might be like The Office. Yeah. It was stand up. Uh-huh. So. Um, I understand now. Yeah. So I would watch it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I got really into the half hours, specifically Nick Swardson, Todd Berry, mm-hmm. um, Tony Woods, Maria Bamford, Galifianakis, Tom, Tom Papas was really good. Oh, yeah. uh, really, like all of them. I had I didn't I had no version of me that was like a snob. Uh-huh. So pretty much anything that was on, I sucked it up and enjoyed it. Yep. I remember being so obsessive about it that I would like. I had like a little folder at school and I would just write down all the jokes that I loved and I had my comedy folder. Oh my It was that so is nerdy. So precious. Uh, but I, I loved it. I had a folder that it said Todd Barry on it. Like it was <laughs> like what a weird kid. And I had a friend who was like, You should try stand up but then my I had a teacher who knew uh-huh. I loved stand up uh-huh. and he was like 
he loved it too and he was like he made an announcement to the class that was like hey if if uh, if anybody does stand up at the end of this class mm-hmm. uh, I will give you extra credit and he, he did it weekly for what, a while what class was this it was a media class it was in high oh, school okay. I was like 14 it wasn't like science no okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was home ec um, <laughs> it was gym uh, <laughs> it's, that could work I, I sweat a lot that's a good point um, all the time I like to do aerobics while I'm on stage because I like to get a workout. That's that Molly, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I I call it Mike and Molly. I <laughs> hold a mic and I, I'm on Molly. That's so good! <laughs> oh my god, someone should do that. That could be a show, that, Mike and Molly. That's fucking, dude. That's like that's the funniest thing ever. Oh I, I'm trying, but people fucking hate my laugh, so I apologize. <laughs> I hate it too, people. I'm sorry. Um, people hate your laugh. Yeah, it's a, I get a lot up. of guff. But um, so yeah, so you're talking about this class. So this class, it was yeah, it was a media class. It's where we made the like weekly show for the for the students or whatever. Oh, okay. That Got they'd it. watch Got in it. homeroom or whatever. So at the end of class he was like, if you do stand up, you you don't have to do your own jokes, just mm-hmm. do jokes. Mm-hmm. Like go you perform your favorite stand up or whatever. Yeah. And he came up to me specifically and he was like, Hey, you should do that. And I built up this set. Each week I would look forward to it, but I was also uh-huh. terrified. I was like a huge nerd or whatever. Uh-huh. And I was terrified to go up in front of people. But yeah, this course. was the first time I was like people enjoy like people would laugh. I did um the Nick Swartzen funeral joke that we listened to. Mm-hmm. I did some mm-hmm. other stuff of his. Mm-hmm. I did Todd Berry jokes that I can't I can't remember off the top of my head now. I did some <laughs> I did Wanda Sykes jokes. And um, Gaffigan, for sure. Galifianakis. My biggest one, though, the biggest hit was... Um, With the kids? Tony Woods, the fairy tale stuff, okay. which you're about to hear. But Later, it, it meant... A lot to me. I, I was like obsessed with this half hour. Yeah. A lot. I, I don't know if a lot of people know about Tony Woods. He's incredible. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's one of the few people that like. A lot of people claim to have influenced Dave Chappelle. Dave uh-huh. Chappelle would tell you, I think, that Tony Woods is his influence. Oh, uh, he lives crazy. in D.C. He performs at the Comedy Cellar though a lot. He's he's like a moving figure. But he was this kind of ghost to uh-huh. me. As a kid, because I all the other comedians I would see around, like they they would have more specials coming out. But Tony Woods, I wasn't seeing anything. Okay, and right. he wasn't on TV show. I just didn't. Right. I never was like. I was always like, whatever happened to that Tony Woods guy? That yeah. one special is so funny. Yeah. And then when I was uh, newer in comedy, I did a comedy festival that was a beer festival, also oh, in yeah. Cincinnati, Ohio, which uh-huh. is a town I love, uh, home of Go Bananas. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's like my second home club. I love it there. But uh, first home club, Comedy Attic. Shout out. Shout uh, out. <laughs> uh, anyway, I Tony Woods was also on this festival as like the main one of the main headliners. Yeah. And it's a pretty low key festival. Like I said, it's half a beer festival. Right. And so it's the comics all hang out. It's outdoor. It's very silly. Uh-huh. And so somebody introduced me to Tony Woods, and uh-huh. I was like, I kind of just gushed. I was like, Hey, man. I just want you to know, like, your comedy meant a lot to me. When I was a kid, I literally, like, performed your comedy for my classmates. <laughs> and, like, it, it, it opened me up to the uh-huh. world. And he was like, cool, man. <laughs> 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 and then uh, all the comics get drunk throughout this festival. And later that night, I ran into it again. I didn't feel like I had really expressed myself. <laughs> you were like, no. I was listen. like, I feel like I got to have my moment with Tony Woods, which, uh-huh. by the way, I was wrong. It's very annoying to do this. And he, I, this is not a story about him being an asshole or anything like that. Um, 
I I'm sitting at a table with him. We're yeah. all it's me and him and a few girls and stuff, and we've uh-huh. been we're all having drinks or whatever. And I he's being funny, and I I just look at him again. And I'm like, look, man, I just I I feel like I I didn't really explain myself earlier. Like you <laughs> are like one of my favorite you. comedians. That half hour is like changed my life. Like it meant a lot to me as a kid, uh-huh. and like. I I just I just need you to know like I'm I'm a huge fan and like yeah, yeah. thank you for for doing that and uh, he looks over to the girl that's next to him and he mm. goes did you hear what he just said <laughs> and she goes no what and he he whispers in her ear and then she looks up and she goes he didn't say that and then she looks at me and goes did you just say that me and him should hook up oh my god. <laughs> Oh, that sly devil! Yeah, sly motherfucker. But I, oh I worked. God. I got to work with him in uh, at the Vegas Comedy Cellar uh-huh. at the Rio, um, like six months ago or whatever. And so we spent a week together. And that he's like full of stories. Uh-huh. He murdered every night. Like he's just that's crazy. I'm, and he's, he's just insanely just dis- good. Just disappeared. Yeah, well, at least from, he's like, like a, TV. And yeah, stuff. yeah. I just, I just don't. I missed out on him. So I feel like a lot of people don't know his material. Right. But when they see him, he's. I mean, he. He's just a smasher. I mean, there's people like I mean, like Attell like that, where you don't see him on sure, you know, Fallon or doing specials. But right, he's up there. Like, but he at least I feel I was super aware of Dave Attell as right. a kid because no, of yeah. Insomniac. Sure, because I would watch Insomniac all the time because right. I was up really late as a kid because I had a TV in my room and I was a weirdo and I'd okay. watch yes. okay. stand up and stuff. Also, that album. TV. I mean, Skanks for the Memories. Skanks for the memories is one of the, I almost gave you that, good. but I was like, people are. I feel like at this point, people must know about Skanks for the Memories and yes. how many great jokes there are on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like a podcast about, I'm sure you guys have covered it, but. Um, yeah. oh, we have. So <laughs> no, we have. So good. Um, did you know you wanted to be a stand-up when you were performing these jokes at school, or did that come later? Were you I like- thought that everybody I saw on those Comedy Central half hours yeah. was like a millionaire. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I legit was like, oh, those people were chosen by the gods. Right. I just thought the industry found you. I didn't know that you could do it. I didn't know that it was a thing you could just start doing i think for a lot of people i mean though it is very like myst- mystic mystic mystical uh mm-hmm. or just feels Shake your ass. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is like i don't know and i feel like podcasts and stuff like that have like changed people like getting Absolutely. closer to comedians but those i mean those early half hours like in the comedy central presents and stuff like that you're yeah. seeing like i don't bl- like i feel like i still think that Everyone that's on TV is a millionaire. Crazy. I remember uh, Maria Bamford had a joke about temping, and I was like, she must be talking about her old life or whatever. And I'm like, (laughs) I know people who do these and still have, like, you can do Postmates and, like, yeah. Uh, it's Post-mates. not this comedy. It's uh, like each thing. I thought doing late night, you made a killing, and it's like you get like 800 bucks, and And then it's on the next thing. Yeah, yeah. No, but want... not for the good food. No. <laughs> it's for the... Like a pre- a <laughs> Yeah, you get, or you get half price. Um, no, it's, uh, I didn't know you could do it. There was nowhere in my town to do it, where'd really. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Bloomington, Indiana. Okay. So, okay. and there were no podcasts at this point either. So it was like, there was no, there was no way to do it. I've, I, when podcasts came, like when deep comedy podcasts started, yeah. like Marin and Pete Holmes and yeah. all that stuff, like I was blown away i remember i would just listen to bill burr religiously uh-huh. and like wtf and comedy bang bang and i couldn't believe it existed where all, especially the pete holmes the yeah. uh, 
uh, you made it weird. You made it weird where yeah. it was just so much information yeah. about how to do comedy and early, how to start. Early, you made it weird. Yeah. Where they're just yes. ta- like Mulaney's talking about like them like living in or like all going to some room or something. Yeah, yeah, having an sets. office. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I oh was obsessed God, with it. So good. So there's so, if you want to start comedy now, I feel like it's easier than ever because there's just so much information. Yeah. But I was truly like guessing at it. And I, I wasn't like, a, I didn't think it was a real thing you could do. And then I signed up for an open mic when I was like 19. I had uh-huh. this thing where I was like, well, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to try it. Okay. And I had dreams of like, I wanted to do writing and I just I wanted to be a, like an SNL writer yeah, and sure. then I kind of drifted away from that because I just kept getting into stand up and um I signed up for an open mic like an hour away it was a pain in the ass you do 3 minutes and I was just like you had to show up a month or I'm not kidding you had to show up a month early to sign up for the next what? month. Yeah. So when people are like, I had to wait four hours, and it's like, <laughs> no, show up a month early. That's so crazy. <laughs> and then and it was like uh-huh. an hour and a half drive back. In, and so I was uh-huh. driving three hours just to sign up for next month. And then it was like a blur. And I was like, I can't oh, do this consistently. So whatever. So I did improv for a little bit in college <laughs> to hold me over. And then I just thought stand-up was done for me. And yeah. then the Comedy Attic in Bloomington opened and Maria Bamford came and did a workshop with the comedians. Like I, I did a couple of mics, and then Maria Bamford was headlining, okay. and she they she put out a call to like, hey, she told the club like, hey, if there's any local comics around, I'd love to like uh-huh. just do like a joke pitch mm-hmm. in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. So all these local comics who were all brand new came right. and got to like pitch jokes with Maria Bamford, and it, I was like, it, it was insane. Like That's that that club crazy. allowed me to like make it like a thing where I was like, oh, this is a real play. Like this, right, the people right. who I used to watch on TV come here. Like yeah. Todd Barry came and I would embarrass myself in front of him several <laughs> times. Um, That's so cool. Yeah, it's, oh my it was God, crazy. It's incredible. But I still don't know if it's what I, like a real career. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, what's the half hour? Is this could be like uh like the longest TV thing you've got going on then? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Um, well, yeah, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll find out if it, uh, you know, works out for you. I hope you guys like it. <laughs> it's it. a very funny half hour. I'm um, very happy with it. I probably won't watch it because really? I have a lot of trouble watching myself. Uh, but that makes sense. I am excited for it. I saw the first cut and I was very happy with it. It's good. Let me tell you. It's good. And if you want to watch all of Tom's half hour, you can check it out November 1st. At 11 p.m. on Comedy Central or ComedyCentral.com or the app. Wherever, yes. If you want to. Yeah, wherever you get your TV now. Um, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks so much for having me. Do this want, was so fun. Do you want to plug anything else or your social or? Um, oh, yes. If you live in New York, I have a monthly show at a place called The Sultan Room in Bushwick. It's a new venue. It is a new and venue. it's very cool. Um, we just had our first one and we sold that bitch out. Oh, so, okay. Uh, the next one is, I believe that one's like November 19th. And I think we have Roy Wood Jr. on it. Um, okay. Damn. It's going to be very fun. Damn. We're getting heavy hitters. It's a mix of music and shit. Uh, it's very cool. And yeah, stand by your band. And I think that is it. Cool. And then now we'll be playing a clip from Tony Woods. CC presents uh, the Little Red Riding Hood clip oh, yeah. that you have selected. Check it out. Awesome. Thanks so much, Tom. Thank you so much. All right. Goodbye. <laughs> I know I'm not supposed to be laughing. 
this is supposed to be serious, but I didn't want to, you know, BS y'all tonight. I wanted it to be, you know, serious. I wanted to keep it on the level. Because people, people BS you all your life. Like from little kid status on up. I know because I was babysitting a couple of weeks ago. Okay, I wasn't babysitting. I was trying to sleep with this woman. She was babysitting. <laughs> so that automatically made me her assistant. And you know, of course you gotta put the kids to sleep. Like we tried everything. I smoked blunts in their faces. I gave them Hennessy. Nothing worked. They're still jumping around. One of the kids comes out the back with a storybook. He's like, hey, read us a story. And I read him, Lou Red Riding Hood. I never thought about that story. You ever, that is a horrifying story. It is. It's a, isn't it supposed to be like a kid's story? And you think about the story, you know, okay, first it's this girl, it's like, you know, Red Riding Hood, she's like a trick. Cause she wears like little hot pants and stuff. You know, big push-up bra and a little hood like a superhero stripper or something. I remember she's skipping through the woods and stuff, she teasing all the woodsmen, hi woodsman. And they're like, what's up, bitch? And she's skipping through the woods, remember? But remember, before she gets to her grandmother's house, you remember what happened? The wolf was there, and he ate her grandmother. That is terrible, he ate her grandmother. Most people say, my grandmother passed. What happened, man? Heart attack, stroke? Nah, man, the wolf ate her. <laughs> what? How did he get in the building? I don't know who buzzed him in. <laughs> And he jumped in the bed, and, and Red came in, and she pulled the covers back, and she did what a lot of women do. A lot of women use stupid as a self-defense mechanism. You know, like you get in the elevator. It's just you and one woman. You go, hey, how you doing? Who, me? She'll poke you in your eye. <laughs> and she goes, oh, grandmama, what big eyes you have. You know this ain't your grandmother. <laughs> And she kept on, hey, Grandma, what big teeth do you have? And the wolf was like, I'm tired of playing with you. <laughs> so he jumped up, but he couldn't get out as quick as he could because he had the dress on, and she took off. <laughs> That's her running. <laughs> she only had from here to that wall to get out of the place. But remember, she's a white woman in a scary situation. <laughs> she fell. Like that is bad timing, Red. You just skipped two miles through the woods, now you're gonna fall in the living room. <laughs> and the wolf is about to get it, he's like, that, you're supposed to go, oh. I'm gonna do it again. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and right when he's about to get it, a woodsman jumps in, dun, 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 whoosh, cuts his head off. The big bad wolf died with a dress on. <laughs> Imagine how the third pig felt at the funeral. He's like, man, all this time, this dude was a transvestite. <laughs> Same guy who ate my brothers. <laughs> I like this, the fairy tales, man. Some of them don't fit, though. You know, like the three bears, that's not cool. Because, I mean, you know, it wouldn't work with, like, you know, a different person in it besides Goldilocks. I don't like that one either. Because Goldilocks, you know, she breaks into these people's house. 
I mean, she comes into the bear's house. She walks into the yard, into the house, and then she's in the house. She's eating their porridge. She's like, ooh, this is too hot. Bitch, this ain't your food. <laughs> This has been a Comedy Central podcast.